Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I am your host, Karina Calhoun. I'm your expert life strategist and I am super thrilled today to have on the show, Linda Sage. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So Linda, tell us where in the world you are. Hey, Karina, thank you so much for your invitation. Uh, well, as you can probably tell by the accent, I'm the other side of the pond from, from you. I'm based in the UK, but I'm actually at the moment in Spain. So I've been over wow. here for about a month and I have another couple of months here. So uh, my daughter and my grandson are here. So I split my time between England and Spain. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So Linda, Tell us, how are you serving the world that you love around you these days? Well, uh, yeah, little bits of changes here, Karina, because uh, my background is criminal psychology. So uh, for most of my adult life, I've been in and out of prison. But uh, luckily, <laughs> they've always given me the keys to come back out. <laughs> so it sounds, it sounds odd sometimes that I say that I've been in prison for so long. But... Um, I officially finished in the prisons at last July, but I'm still doing some work with them um, and also New Scotland Yard in, in London as well. But now I do a lot of uh, seminars, a lot of talks about the psychopathic traits because an awful lot of people tend to think psychopaths are just axe murderers and mm. that's far from the truth. So we've got them in all walks of life. Um, they can be violent, but they can also have lots of other personality disorder traits. So the narcissistic personality, which uh, a lot of women like to fall for, because it does tend to be more a masculine trait than a female trait. And these women love to think, oh, they're misunderstood or I can change them. And uh, they get into really toxic sorts of relationships. So I do talk about that as well, but uh, I have a series of talks on serial killers, sex offenders, uh, murderers and psychopaths as, as well. So uh, pretty, pretty varied now, a lot of writing, a lot of talking. So Linda, something you said just really struck an interest in me. Why do you think it is that so many women feel like they can change an individual? Because I think it's part of the nurturing idea of uh, a female that from a young age they're introduced to caring for others and if you know, somebody's upset or hurt that you know, they can make things better. And a tendency to have a low self-esteem, uh, to lack self-confidence, and I'm not saying this in the workplace because you can have people that are in really powerful jobs but in their love life, it's just toxicity, relationships one after another, you know, domestic violence, um, coercive control, everything like this comes down to these personality traits. And as I say, usually in a male, it does happen in a female, but they're not nearly as um, often as the, the male. And would you say, you know, I'm just thinking about my own life, just being transparent here, um, and being vulnerable, just like I said, thinking about my own life, would you say it's a little more difficult to re release yourself from that desire? Because I think about um, a previous relationship that I was in for many years, years ago, and that individual, I believe, carried a lot of those traits. And when I think about it and look at them 
prior to our relationship, they were doing the same thing. They came into our relationship and did the same thing. And now currently I received some type of communication from um, something, I don't know, saying that they were still doing the same thing. And so it's, you know, so we're talking at least uh, 25 years of, or more of the same behavior. But I had to be released from having this idea that, you know, I can change you. I can't change you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the basic thing, Karina, is that unless somebody wants to change, they're not going to change. And they don't want to change because they get out of a relationship what they want to get out of it. You know, they, they don't have to have this commitment. It's the devastation that they leave behind them. And a lot of women go from one relationship to the next relationship to the same type of person because it's alert behavior. So rather than taking time away and realizing why you were unhappy in a relationship and then doing some work on yourself and moving forward with a different type of person, it's too easy to then fall straight back into a relationship with a similar type of person. And all of a sudden you're going around in the same circles again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that because that was one of the things that I was adamant once I got out of that relationship. Um, I took a lot of time, a couple of years to heal, take care of me, change my mindset and then move forward. And so, you know, these are things that, and, and I'm, I'm so happy we're having this conversation because women need to know this. They absolutely need to know this. Yeah. But, but as, you said, as you said, in your situation, there were red flags. Mm -hmm. You knew he'd been like this in a previous relationship, mm -hmm. but with me, it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. but the thing is, we, we go into the relationship with these rose-tinted glasses thinking, mm -hmm. oh, I'm a different person, so it's going to be different with me. It's not going to be different with you because he's not being different. So right. he's going to manipulate the situation, the isolation, the control, the power. Mm. You know, so that in the end, you are doing exactly what the other person did. Mm -hmm. You are in the, in, in, exactly in the same place. So the, the control and the power is what they, that they really crave. And then from there, you know, this is why if they, uh, the relationship breaks up, they're not particularly worried about it because they weren't particularly invested in it. Mm -hmm. you know, it might be a convenience for a time. It could be somebody that was a stepping stone for them to get somewhere uh, to the next level or to meet the people in the right places for you know, their progression. So very often they use it as a stepping stone. And then from there, you know, it's an investment for them. They don't invest in the relationship necessarily. Mm -hmm. And even with children and things like this, you know, if it's, required for the next level that they are seen as a family person they would do a great show but then mm -hmm. the rest of the time is like well you know I don't have time for this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my goodness that was my life that was my life and so why do you want to have these conversations well because I think you know women and, and now I mean we live in an age where communication is incredible you know like we're having this conversation you know we're in completely two different areas of the world they're free 
so we can talk to all sorts of different people and the same problems are going on everywhere it doesn't matter about your, your, your social economic status. It doesn't matter about your religion. It doesn't matter about your age group. It doesn't matter about you know, your ethnicity. It, it's right across the board. We, we get the narcissistic and these characteristics in a lot of um, males everywhere. So right. it's about saying to, to women, you know, have the courage like you had, because a lot of women don't like being on their own. That's mm -hmm. why they go from one relationship to the next relationship. You know, it is scary standing on your own two feet and having to take the decision. But at the end of the day, the decisions you made took you to where you were. And if you're not happy in that situation, then you've got to make different choices. Mm -hmm. But if you're attracting the same sort of people around you, you're not going to be able to change. Right, right, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. So Linda, what does it look like for someone to work with you? Oh, it depends really. As I say, I'm doing more workshops now. I'm, I'm not particularly, um, I have, I'm not working particularly one-to-ones and mm -hmm. anymore. I am starting to do more webinars and uh, things like this. So I, I've done a lot of work. There's an awful lot of freebies out there. So if anybody mm -hmm. goes on YouTube, everything's really simple because it's just under my name because I'm from a generation where I had to learn everything about technology. It didn't come easy to me. So mm -hmm. I keep it nice and simple. Everything's in my name. If you Google it, it comes up. But there's a huge amount of freebies of, of videos of articles and things like this as, as well out there so it's really you know easy to find out and if you get in touch i'm quite happy to to have a chat and give give some pointers and things like this but generally i say my my work now is doing talks to groups so if somebody's got a group or they've got um, a fraternity or things like this that we could do or podcasts and things like this it's just getting the message out there you know mm -hmm. get people about it because there is so much uh, self-blame there's so much guilt mm -hmm. people don't want to talk about it because they think oh I should know better than this yeah why am, why is this happening to me um, and at the end of the day it's a bitter pill to swallow and say well actually I I am responsible for this because mm -hmm. I choose to be in these type of relationships mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know you can't so have a relationship that you're not choosing to be in Yes, absolutely. So talk a little bit, Linda, about the aspect of forgiving yourself, because that's one thing that I talk to people about a lot regarding any type of decision that we've made throughout our life that did not work out to the best that we thought it should. And I know for myself, again, being very vulnerable and transparent, I did have to sit down and swallow that pill. There were absolutely signs from the mm -hmm. beginning throughout and, you know, but I had to forgive myself because I had to say, you know what? Yes, I saw the sides and yes, I kept moving forward. However, I've got to now understand that, yes, I made, I made the decisions to be in that relationship. And the one thing I had to do, Linda, was really identify why I made those decisions so that that why can be nixed. And I don't have to deal with that anymore. Or I know it's coming up again because that is absolutely 
the reason why I made those decisions. So talk a little bit about the forgiveness, self-forgiveness process, because that is key, I believe. I, th I think the forgiveness is key, but I think the first key is to step out of that denial. Because as you mm. say, look, we stay in jobs, we stay in relationships far too long. We know that they're not working. We know we are not happy, but we make excuses to stay there for even longer because maybe what the family are saying, maybe what other people will say, you know, how, how can I be seen to be in, a, in this that doesn't work? So, you know, the self-esteem there. So the actual denial, I think once you've got your foot over that step of denial and actually say, well, look, I admit this is not working. It's amazing how you can find the help and support because then you are ready to actually listen. Whereas before you're making excuses for them, you're making excuses for yourself. And also, you know, when you're in a relationship or even working and your children are seeing this, what are they learning about relationships? Yeah. yeah. This, is a, this is for me the, the huge one. Do you want this for your children? So why are you teaching them that this is okay in a relationship? So, so for me, the denial is your first one. Get over the denial. We all make mistakes. We all pick wrong people at some time in our lives. So we, we all do it. But like you say, once you've done that, you're fallible. You're human. It's okay to make mistakes. If you pick somebody wrong once, even if you've done it three or four times and you haven't learned the lesson, by the time you get to where the point is right for you, you will learn the lesson. Mm -hmm. yeah? And then you can move on. But I think having that, that time to appreciate you, build your self-worth up, because so many women think, you know, even within jobs or within families, you know, we will do things for other people and we even stop ourselves going to the bathroom, going to the loo, because, oh, I've just got to finish this for somebody else. How important are we? You know, right. if you are saying to yourself, I have to stop myself from going to the loo because that person is more important than I finish this. So mm -hmm. it's about taking, like you said, taking that step back and reflecting and saying, actually, I am as worthy mm -hmm. and my needs are as important as everybody else's. And I think until you admit it, why is anybody else going to admit it? Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. why is anybody else going to step back and say oh yes I'm sorry you know that you know let, let me do this or let me give you time to do that because if you keep saying oh it's okay and I'm you're taking more and more on and you're just doing this out of people pleasing then all of a sudden you know why are they going to make anything different they're not because you always do it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I mm -hmm. think until you take that step as I said before, they're not going to change until they're ready to change. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, they're not going to change all their life. Mm -hmm. But you know, even with addicts, even when we talk about al uh, alcohol or you know the continual slimming and you know the the shopping addictions and things like, until people want to make that change, nobody else can do it for them, and you cannot do it on behalf of anybody else. Even smoking, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's that to me is a big important two, two the two steps valuing it the get over the denial and value yourself and then you can forgive yourself and move forward. Absolutely. So I want to talk just a little bit about. So we've talked about the toxicity of relationships. 
So there's another aspect that you kind of hinted around in early on in the conversation that I want to bring up, because again, being vulnerable, being transparent here, um, I was in a corporate job and I would always tell my husband, I feel like I'm in a toxic relationship Mm -hmm. and it was, it was bad. And I was in it for about seven years and um, ultimately the company shut down but one of the officers of the company started another company and called me and asked me to come and work with, with them there. So I went and worked with them there. And I quickly realized that a part of the toxicity was in this individual. And I made a decision to leave because I said, you know what, I'm not going to keep um, allowing myself to go through this type of treatment you know, and so talk to us a little bit about corporate toxicity. Yeah, as I said earlier, the psychopathic traits um, aren't just axe murderers or serial killers. They're, They're very much in the corporate world. A lot of the traits that we see as important in leaders can blur very easily with the psychopathic traits you know they can make uh, tough decisions because they haven't got the emotional attachment mm. you know they can take on um situations and you know organize people because they don't get that uh, emotionally involved they you know they can be ruthless and you know very often they are rewarded within the corporate environment because they are seen as good leadership skills but then they're not just a leadership skills because they go deeper than that. When when you've got the psychopathic personality disorders and things like this, they are are really embedded and literally, they you know they will find their way to the top. They will have a different personality for different people in different places. Mm-hmm. If there are somebody above them that they want to to be with and and move up to but they will be very condemning of somebody that they see as below them. They have the grandiose um, ideas that you know, they should be at the top. A lot mm-hmm. of them do, or as you say, go and open their own business because uh, if you are in a business that has short-term goals and um, quick turnover, a narcissistic and psychopathic personality will do very well in management because they are not worried about the amount of turnover in staff. If you are with an employer that values the well-being of the staff and the longevity of employment and retainment of staff, they won't do as well. They will come and go. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. And the last thing that I just wanted to touch on is the toxicity in family relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, that is so prevalent. Um, I have come to realize yet again, being transparent and vulnerable, I've come to realize that a person in my family after, I mean, I'll I'll be 51 in less than a month. And I've just come to realize that there's a very pivotal person in my life um, just finding out that they are probably narcissistic and I never knew, you know? And so, and this is this is blood family so there's you know it's not a relationship i was seeking or anything like that but you know we face all types of um relationships um whether it's corporate corporate whether it's um a love relationship a family relationship 
we we face all types of relationships as we live our life, but it's how we uh, maneuver through those relationships. Uh, because I have been very, um, uh, very adamant of setting my boundaries and requiring people to live according to my boundaries when they interact with me. Um, because, you know, again, I've been in that bad love relationship, so I'm not going through that again. But I, lo I love this conversation, Linda, and I, and I really applaud you for the work that you're doing out here in the world because I believe this is going to be able to help people to really see some things as it's coming towards them instead of waking up and finding themselves in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so any last words of wisdom? I not very often narcissistic personalities are very good lawyers as well. And also with the you know, the pathological they're not well they, yeah, they can be pathological lawyers, it's not a real medical term, but they keep it quite close to the similar truth. So that if they they do get caught out, oh no, it's you, you didn't understand, or you just got that wrong, or you misunderstood. So they they will always put the blame onto other people. It's always somebody else's fault. It was always caused by somebody else. It was never their their responsibility. And yeah, when it's family, it is hard. And if there are other issues involved, and I must say, you know, I've been in a relationship actually with, with my daughter that she's on the autistic spectrum. So it's a completely different thing to the narcissistic. But at the time when we lost my, my dad and my husband within 10 days, mm. and she really went off the rails. But like you say, you have to make a judgment and you get to the stage where you know, the more I was trying to help her, the more she had somebody else to blame. So actually... Mm making that break and taking a step back actually meant that we could build a different type of relationship after a time. But she had to do her healing and her way, the same as with me. And then we could come back together as different people because at the time, you know, you know, whatever we were doing was one was feeding off the other and it was making the situation even worse. So it's not always easy, but it is a situation that being in our ad adult role, that we have to make that decision. If it's not right for you, no matter who it is, make that decision. And then later on down the line, when you are stronger, you are more able to uh, be able to commit to different things. Maybe they will be too, but you can't make that decision for somebody else. You can only make it for you. Okay, good stuff. Linda, tell us how to get in touch with you one more time. As I say, everything on social media, LinkedIn, um, Facebook, um, YouTube, everything's just in my name. So I'm very easy. So just lindasage.com, uh, that's my website. So if I can find it, everybody else can find it. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Linda, thank you so very much for being a part of the show today. So folks, this has been another great episode and I will see you all on the flip side. Bye folks. <laughs>